So has this been a lifelong passion of yours? Have you always listened to Louis Armstrong since you were a kid, or is this an adulthood kind of obsession for you? Uh, it's been since I was a kid, but maybe a little bit later kid. You know, I uh, uh, didn't really start. I played jazz. I've been playing clarinet since I was seven, um, but I didn't really play jazz until I was about 18, and then I didn't really play jazz until I met uh, members of the Hall Brothers Jazz Band, Charlie DeVore and Butch Thompson and those nice. guys, and they began to mentor me and say, hey, look, this is how this jazz actually is played. <laughs> <laughs> and <clears throat> I didn't meet those guys until I was 30, So, wow. but I've had a 20-year mentorship uh, better than any college education, I can tell you. Wow. So. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. Not that you shouldn't go to school. Right. <laughs> so was that then when you started working with Butch and Friends? Is that when you became interested in Louis Armstrong more? Yes. Okay. Uh, my mentorship with those guys telling me what to listen to um, just profoundly influenced me. And they have blessed slash cursed me <laughs> with a jazz career. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so how do you go about, because he, he lived a long time. I mean, you know, there are a lot of jazz musicians that we could pick that would be a much shorter survey. Yes. Uh, so how do you go about condensing that down? Like, did you just choose your personal favorites from the eras? Did you choose the most popular hits from the eras if those two weren't the same? It, it's, um, it will be an ongoing project for the rest of my life. <laughs> you know, there is, of course, there's hundreds and hundreds of recordings. Um, and it's to answer actually answer your questions. It, it's both. Um, okay. I mean, there's so many gems, even from young Louis Armstrong, and we're talking 22 years old, um, playing with King Oliver, something like Working Man Blues, where it's just an incredible song, and you get to hear young Louis mixing it with his mentor, his mentor. Right. And, and that that music is it's 95 years old. That's that recorded music. And uh, so, <laughs> I know, <laughs> Nin- 95, and then What a Wonderful World was, the you know, the last part of his life. Right. And, uh, so, and we do all the areas in between, the big band, Lewis, the all-stars, and mm-hmm. um, the hot fives. We do a lot of that as well. And it's just, you can't. You can't turn around without bumping into a Louis Armstrong song that you love. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. right. Uh, so who sings? Well, um, I mean, singing is a subjective <laughs> term. But is it though? No, yeah, no, it isn't. <laughs> well, I do actually have a distinction between a being a jazz singer mm-hmm. And being a jazz band uh, musician singer, <laughs> um, <laughs> no, we right. Dan on trumpet and and myself, we both sing sing a lot nice. of the songs. Um, there are some songs though that it's hard to touch. You know, we we've yeah. so far we haven't sung "What a Wonderful World." Um, yeah. You know, I have two ways of thinking about that. The uh, f- first 
Um, you should, I mean, if it's a wonderful song, people should hear it. Yeah. And then the other one is, how do you dare sing something right. that he just put his stamp on forever, mm-hmm, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so do you have an era, I mean, choosing a fav- like choosing a favorite child, right? Let's just <laughs> yes. get that out of the way. So <laughs> knowing that you're trying to choose from children, so to speak, uh, do you have a favorite era? Wow, that is really difficult. I I would say that a few years ago, I would have immediately said the Hot Fives era, which is you know about 1925 to 1929. Um, it's certainly the era that most scholars would would point to as the era of Louis Armstrong, where he set the musical world on its rear end and uh <laughs> and and I still feel that way to a certain extent or to a great extent but his there's so much in his all-star era that um is actually really surprising because when you read a lot of historical you know a lot of the rev- critics of the time would say that the all-star era was him uh selling out was him mm-hmm. Being an, an Uncle Tom, they would say things that he was just a entertainer and a and a clown uh, mm-hmm. about that era. But he would say that he was always playing in the cause of happiness, and that if he could make the people happy by the clowning and by the joking and the smiles, mm-hmm. that was part of his. Um, he wouldn't have said mission, but that was mm-hmm. definitely part of his mission. Um, but then he also said, but once that horn comes up to my lips, it's all about the music. And there's extraordinary recordings um, throughout those years that um, show not only that he was still a virtuoso trumpet player, but he'd been seasoned at the same time. And he could do some things that he couldn't have done as a kid. And uh, in this case, I'm referring to a kid who's 26 years old. Right, right. <laughs> compared to mm-hmm. Louis Armstrong at 60. Uh, what have you learned from Louis Armstrong as a clarinet player? Well, he certainly played with some incredible clarinet players. True. Who are my heroes. Uh, so it's it's not hard to, you know, it's not as though I'm listening to music where, oh, I love that trumpet player, you know. <laughs> Um, it's not just that. There's, you know, he played with Barney Bigard. He played with Edmund Hall. Um, he, I just, there's some marvelous clarinet players. Um, so there's a lot to learn just from that. But Lewis revered the melody, and he's one of the people that, even though he he also changed jazz music and and turning it into a soloist's art form he still revered the melody and you hear that all through his life and that just it was inculcated in me and um, if I'm ever leading um, you know I play in all kinds of different size groups if I'm ever leading a trio or a quartet or something where I'm the lead voice instead of the trumpet which is normally the lead voice then I I I would tell you that I, I believe that I play my clarinet like a trumpet in those cases and I hear Lewis's phrasing on melodies and that comes through in my playing. 